You have to learn the rules of the game, and then you have to play better than anyone else. Albert Einstein. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the podcast that helps you be the leader. I'm Jeremiah Sullivan. I'm your host. All right, guys, gals, if you're new, um, we're going to help you out with a couple of things, man. Your individual performance and your leadership. The goal here is to help improve you so that you can improve others, so that you and your team can succeed and win, whether that's your family, maybe your, the people on your sports team, at work, whatever it is, your company. We just want you to succeed. So that's why we exist. We're here for you. We have another great episode today, one that's this is going to be an awesome one because it's really going to kick you off into 2021 at a high rate of speed. When I say we, though, it's not just me. It's my co-host and trusted sidekick, Mr. Consistency. Let me welcome Justin Phillips. What's up, man? Hello, Jeremiah. This is going to be the best episode we've ever done. So when you say it, you got to say it with conviction. All right. You got to say it with some energy, some power in you. All right. I say it every week. I know you do. That's the, that's the the eternal optimism that I'm trying to bring to the show. Well, you know, setting that standard is good. Setting it up front, right at the, right at the beginning, you know, this is going to be the best ever. That means that makes this episode very intentional, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking it more from the approach of like, it's going to be better than last week, every week. So that's why every week is the best episode we've ever done. Hell yeah. This one actually is going to be like super good. So as they all are. They all are. And we, we do, we get better with time. You know, there's a, well, I'll go into, I was going to talk about a concept called latent potential, which is a really cool concept. You ever heard of it? Yeah. Well, yeah. From you. Have I said it before? Yeah. Okay. What is it in your words? I think that's one of the first like things I ever learned from you, honestly, was when you were on my podcast eons ago Mm -hmm. and we talked about latent potential and it's, oh, in my words, it's basically the idea. I always tie the analogy to like, if you're a car that's like really far behind another car, but the one in front of you is going 60 miles an hour and you're going 61 miles an hour. Even though you're way behind, you're going to eventually pass them according to the laws of physics. Yep. That's that's kind of the draws in my mind to latent potential. Yeah. yeah, it's a great, great example. It basically means that it might take you a little bit longer to get started, but you're going to reach your potential later on, which is closer yeah. to your top speed, and then you'll end up passing people up. My, my life has kind of been like that. I don't know about like, yours, but... Like a slingshot effect. Yeah. You know, I, I, I come out the gate, man. I think a lot of listeners are probably like this, where... Maybe you're not the smartest guy in the room. Maybe you're not uh, the most talented, but you're the hardest, you know, you're the one that's going to apply yourself the most and have the strongest work ethic. And over time, you end up passing people up. That's at least, at least where I try to put myself uh, personally, you know? Yeah. So latent potential is a thing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you see people around you that are winning and succeeding and you're like, man, what happened? What's going on? Like, how are they doing so good? And I'm doing so shitty. Listen, man, latent potential. You, you just, your, your speed hasn't given reach top speed yet. Give it some time and you'll pass them up. Be consistent. It works. Trust me. But, uh, all right. So with that being said, you know, today's topic is I wrote down this title and I, we can decide if we're going to keep it, but I wrote down, <laughs> I wrote down the title of today's episode is going to be the rules of the game. Okay. I like that title because really what we're going to talk about today, that's going to be life changing for people is uh you know we're going to go into some goal setting and achievement concepts 
strategies, tactics. You know, we are limited by by time, and this isn't like an interactive thing where the audience can actually you know hit us back real time for feedback. So, guys, when you're listening to this stuff, you know, understand that this is the spare tire that we're going to put on the vehicle for you, right? Members in Conquer Academy, we're able to go like super, super deep into goal setting achievement. But, but with that being said, there's going to be a lot, a lot of value in today's episode on this podcast because we're going to basically dissect. Um, I'm going to personally dissect kind of this last year, pull out some best practices from goal setting and achievement, do the same thing with Justin. And the goal here is that for you to walk away with those tools into 2021 and be way better than you were in 2020. So that'll be the today's focus, Justin. What do you think of that topic? The rules of the game. <laughs> do, do you want to know what I think of the topic or what I think of the title? Because those might be different things. Um, the title, the title first, then the topic. Okay. The title, I don't know. I don't know where it's coming from. It's making me think that you might be working at a different angle than I thought you were working at, but, but it'll buff. That's why we have conversations. That's why conversations work. So on and so forth. Now, in terms of the topic, in terms of the goal setting and achievement and stuff like this, just having been around Conquer Academy and in self-development knowing all that type of stuff, I think it's got to be the number one question that people like yourself or anyone that's doing any sort of coaching or whatever gets asked is on goal setting. How do I set goals? How do I achieve my goals? So on and so forth. So it, it only makes sense to do this topic probably multiple times throughout the lifespan of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well you know, just like uh, anybody just trying to perfect their craft, there's always new information, new ways of doing things. And so we'll build upon these in the future. I know we have talked about goal setting and achievement in the past, you know, but um, we've talked about setting unrealistic goals versus realistic and whether that's that's a good thing to do or not. Um, but, you know, I think the core of today is going to be really getting into what what's worked and what hasn't worked this last year from things that I've seen personally been through and, your, and yourself as well. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for it. On the personal side of things, really no no significant updates for me. You know, I've got a marathon coming up on this Saturday to support man Leo, which you know about one of our, yes, one of our members. Are you going to do anything for that? I I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm supposed to do to help out with it. You kept, <laughs> you kept like mentioning it. And I was like, I was blindsided by it. I was like, what is this? How can I help? <laughs> okay. So, so man, Leo is a member in Conquer Academy. He's a guy out of, out of Vegas and, um, we've been working together. He's an, he's essentially an entrepreneur now. He was employed last year, went unemployed this year. We found a way to pivot, make him keep him uh, financially stable throughout 2020. And um, but one obstacle that was in his way was this: he wanted to complete a marathon this year. He never completed a marathon, and uh, we got him to break some through some pretty good physical barriers. Like you know, he he got up to uh, I think a half marathon, and uh, he did some pretty long bike rides because then he was he got actually injured and. So he's, he's kind of had these obstacles in his way, especially with you know, COVID and quarantine going on, um, where he couldn't finish, he couldn't finish his, um, he was unable, I say he couldn't, he was unable to complete a marathon this year, was, was like super, super important to him. I asked him at the beginning of coaching, what did he value it at monetarily? And he said, you know, if, if I had to put a dollar on it, I, I, I value that at $100,000. And I was like, you value a marathon at 100K? He's like, yeah, absolutely, because it's me breaking through my personal limits. So anyways, we've, we've been working together this whole year and he's one of the guys that, um, we weren't able to get this result really, really quick into the program. Unlike other members, we have, um, an, a member named Ashley who had the same goal. She wanted to do it in 12 months 
and we got her to run that marathon in six weeks. So, you know, it insane, right? Like, so we collapsed <laughs> the 12 month goal down to six weeks and she, uh, so, <clears throat> but like I said, we're this marathon for man. Leo is a testament to him finishing what he started. It's about unfinished business. It's about gaining confidence and closing out the year strong as somebody who wins and succeeds. So a bunch of us in Conquer Academy are going to go out and support him. And this Saturday, I'll be running a marathon here in Colorado Springs, you know, and I'll share it virtually and to put additional pressure on man Leo to show up. And I told him on the call, I told him on the coaching call last week, I said, bro, I said, I don't want to run a fucking marathon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell don't want to do it the day after Christmas, yeah, after man. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, he started laughing. There's, you know, like I said, there's probably 10 people. I think that are going to participate in some capacity. So if you can't, if you can't do the marathon, the rule is you just do something that's equally as challenging. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I might, I might have to go out and like snowshoe a marathon where I'm at go. right now. Um, as you know, we got that big, like East coast blizzard last week or whatever you want to call it. Now it's supposed to flood this weekend. So, <laughs> so we're having extra fun over here. So I think going outside in general might be equally as challenging. <laughs> yeah, dude, just spend, just spend four hours out there just stomping around being pissed <laughs> off and uh, just like hashtag man Leo marathon right here. <laughs> yeah. Share it on social. That's awesome. um, but I love the support, man. You know, I love the support that everybody's given him inside of Conquer Academy. Uh, it, it truly does just, just hit me in the heart and seeing everybody grow and come together and we could talk case studies and, and success yeah, stories all day, okay. but, but we won't go there. I just wanted to highlight him. And, uh, if you know, if there's somebody listening that wants to join too and support, show some love, man, maybe you're not in Conquer Academy and you're, you just love the podcast. You love what we're building. Uh, you, and you want to go out and do something that challenges you. Um, well, I guess this will come out after he completes it. So no big deal. You can still go out and do one and tag me tag, uh, do, uh, you know, just tag Jeremiah Sullivan on Instagram or whatever social media platform. And, um, I'll let man Leo know that you did it in tribute to him. You know, you did it for him to support him. I will, man. So that information will get to him, but, uh, all right, well, let's, let's get into today's topic, man. You know, I, I think on your side, there's really not a whole lot of change unless I'm missing anything. Any, any comments you want to make before we go? Nah, not that I'm thinking of right now. All right, cool. So let's dive in. So, um, Consider, I'm just going to start off with this. Consider uh, this episode a 2021 primer, all right? That's what we want to get in our minds right now. This is a primer to help somebody get into a sprint into the first week, first month of the year. And uh, it, we're going to help two types of people. Somebody that has like no goal setting process at all, okay? We're going to help that person. And then we're also going to help the person that has one refine what they're currently doing. Okay, right. by going into some best practices, you know, because right now what's going on in the world, you know, I, I try to when, before we step into these episodes, these pot, these, you know, these, these shows, I think about like, where is the world at right now? And I kind of just it's, you know, obviously I'm, I'm it's a little bit skewed because it's off of my own individual per perception. However, I think a lot of people are closing out 2020 and they're probably frustrated. Okay. And they're looking at 2021 as a fresh start. That's pretty natural, pretty normal for every year. But what ends up happening is as you, as people close out the year, they, when they get frustrated, they say, screw this. I'm basically going to go back to square one and start my goals all over again. I'll, I'll, if I didn't accomplish it this last year, that means I need to start from scratch. And I don't think that's the best way to go. I think the better option is to not be a slave to time. And don't allow a 12-month 
goal to 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 disappear because you didn't hit it and start over. I think you just a pivot and adjust and keep going and just reevaluate for the following year. Would you agree to that? Yeah, I'd agree to that. And another thing I'd agree to is not only people like kind of you're saying go back to square one, like start all over again, but people people kind of lack valuing the process up to the point that they got to it. And then they pick like a new thing, a new goal. They're like, oh, I'm going to go after this. And they find themselves in a cycle of just constantly kind of going through that same like first three months over and over again. I, I'd like to use business as an example because you see people that go and they try to start doing Facebook ads and they learn Facebook ads, for example, for like three, four, five, six months. And then it doesn't really feel like it's working. So then they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to go do drop shipping now. And then they're in the first couple of months again. And then when that's not working, they're like, "Yeah, hey, I'm going to go do this now. And they're just constantly doing those first six months of business. Yeah. Yeah. Over so, and over and over. So it's like not being committed to the goal and changing it along the way. And, you know, things do. Everything changes with time and circumstance for sure. But you got to have I think there's a, a, a fine line between like, you know, I think that you just have to be very, very aware on whether or not you're switching, switching gears all the time, or if you're experimenting and trying to figure out what you should be doing. You, like you have to know the difference, right? Like you should have some core things that you're working on that I'm staying committed to. And I know that I'm committed to for a long period of time. And then also have a few other things that you're like, okay, I'm gonna try these things out and get better. But you're right. People, I think they, they kind of combine them. They take the thing that they want to do long-term. And then when they're not getting the result that they want, they switch gears and they <laughs> end up just basically going in circles, right? Yeah, no, that's a great, great point. And um, I think that what we can do is kind of just do a, a personal inventory. You and I can just go start off with going back and forth on an assessment of this last year. Um, I'd like to hear from you first. Just how did you do? Where did you start? Where are you now? And then what we'll do from there is we'll pick apart what's wor what worked for you, what's worked for me, and what hasn't. And then the listener can take those takeaways away and refine their own processes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, coming from me first, if you're looking back at 2020 year in review and we're doing our, our Conquer Academy wrapped or whatever we're going to call it here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, what, first of all, one of the main things that didn't work for me in terms of my goals was just simply not having a whole ton of them to go after in the first place. But I do remember two of my big ones. And uh, one was to become a better writer. That was something I said at the beginning of this year. And at the point I'm at in my life right now, too, a lot of my goals are usually skills based. Like I want to build this skill. And that was one of them. That was one of them I achieved pretty well as far as I'm concerned for myself. And another one was monetary was to get my business uh, monthly recurring revenue up to 3K a month, basically, which I didn't hit that one. But I kind of broke down here, you know, the uh, the ins and outs of of that goal. Well, this is a good starting point. Um, so, you know, I think. I, I want to point out something real quick, though, um, and that this ties into something somebody said to me at the gym. OK, so why, why why we're going into what's worked for Justin, ladies and gentlemen, right now and what hasn't worked is because our goal setting process needs to be data driven. OK, and when we find out what is working, we need to double down on that. OK, that when you start to get a little bit of reward from your from your efforts, that's time to go all in on it. Right. So. It helps us know exactly. It's like proof of concept. Okay. And a guy, a guy told me, um, I was at the gym yesterday. The reason why this all came up and I was sitting there and he's like, dude, my, uh, Jeremiah, man, my body's like feels broke off. He's like, what would you do 
if you if your body was telling you you need to rest and i was like i looked at him and you know and i was i was kind of i went through like what does he expect me to say right that kind of thing <laughs> popped in my head he's probably thinking i was like grind just push through blah 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 but i looked at him and i said well it depends man and i said it depends on have i done the work required you know have have i met the work required because I told him, I said, you know, if, on, if honestly, if I listen to my body every single time, you know, I got, I got tired or it said I needed a rest, I wouldn't do shit. <laughs> like if I listened to my body when it was like, hey man, don't go for a run today. I wouldn't do shit. I would be like, <laughs> like, like just sitting around, you know, just sleeping in and eating donuts for breakfast because I'm listening to my body. But what, what I, what I'm saying here is that, um, I told him that it depends on really the data. Have I done the things required? And so that's what we're going to pull apart right here, especially with what's working and not working. We're going to pull the data. Okay. So let's start off with um, a couple of those goals that you mentioned Yeah. and pick them apart. You said uh, specifically, tell me, pick one and tell me what did not work if you want to start there. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll pick the writing one. That one's easier for me to talk about, I guess. And um, you want me to start with what did not work. Part of what did not work for me was just having a lack of metrics and actually knowing how I'm going to measure that mm. come now and basically looking back at it now. I'm saying I accomplished it, but I'm also kind of like, eh, you know, it's kind of subjective because yeah. the goal is just to become a better writer and there can be a lot of interpretation to what that means. Yeah. So takeaway there. And this is good because a lot of people struggle with this is you have to know that you've arrived. You have to, you have to have the clear metric in mind so that you know that you've arrived. Okay. Um, because what it does from a self image standpoint, when you don't do that is it teaches you that you're somebody that doesn't um, um, achieve the things that you set out to. You don't see yourself as an achiever. You see yourself as somebody that kind of gets it or might get it. We like, we need to know, like if you got, if I give you a hundred bucks right now and it goes in your bank account, you know, you got a hundred bucks in your bank account, right? It's just, it's there very, very measurable. So really good point there. So I'll just say that again for the audience. You know, if you don't know that you, if your goals aren't specific and measurable and you don't know if you're going to, when you've arrived, you got to refine it, get that clarity. Really good point there. Yeah. Yeah. And then taking that a step further too, I think part of the problem with not coming up with those metrics in the first place is having those limiting beliefs of like, just because sometimes when I go to set goals, I feel like I'm just making stuff up for the sake of having goals. You know what I mean? And I'm just writing stuff down and then I'm looking at it a second time. I'm like, is this something I actually want to go after? Or am I just trying to have goals mm. for the sake of saying that I wrote my goals down on paper? But to the limiting belief part of it, you know, becoming a better writer to me could have been like monetize writing or make, you know, X amount of dollars per month as a writer. But at the beginning of the year, I would not have thought to even think that people would pay me to write because I had no idea what I was doing whatsoever. So, yeah, uh, really strong point you made there, too. Um, you know, you, you, you can't just when you're when you do your goal setting and achievement, you, like you can't just focus on the surface level. You need to ask yourself, why do I want this stuff? You know, um, I like to use the example of fitness. I, you know, I used to have, um, when I was doing and helping people out with their fitness more and more than I, I am kind of like a, a holistic type of coaching because when I was really young, I used to help out and, and write workout programs for people. I started writing workout programs at like 14 years old. 
And then I did it all throughout high school and people, and I was like, and I got into college, you know, my first, my first semester in college and guys were always telling me like, Hey man, I want to, I was like, what's your fitness goals? Like, I want to bench 315. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, like, why do you want to bench 315? Why that specific number? And they're like, oh, I don't know. It just seems like a good number. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, hold on. So let's dig, let's dig deep here and figure out why you're picking three, 315. They said, well, Tell me a little bit more. And I, you know, I tell them that and they're like, well, 315 is, it, you know, that means I have three plates on the bench, on the bar for the bench press. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So that means that three pa- plates basically means that it looks like a lot to you. It's probably like <laughs> significance, right? I put three plates yeah. on the bench. I feel significant as an individual. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, what else does it mean? I'm like, why, why three plates and not four? And I'm like, really, really digging with this guy, right? And he comes back and he's like, well, you know what, man, now that I think about it, I'm like, he's like, when I think about what that means, he's like, my dad used to bench press every morning when I was a kid. And he's like, I used to see him benching three plates. And I was like, man, one day I'm going to be like that. I'm going to be that strong. And I was like, oh man, there it is. (laughs) I was like, so you're telling me that benching three plates isn't even about the strength. It's about amounting to something that your father did he's like he's like yeah and i was like did you respect your dad he's like yeah did you look up to him he's like yeah i said okay so you're basically trying to become superhuman like you saw your dad as a kid and i was like now we have a goal right now it means something to you and he's like holy shit now i know why i'm working towards it instead of like going in there oh i just want to do three plates and not having any meaning attached to it right so yeah with goal setting achievement can't just scratch the scurf surface. We gotta, we gotta dig deep and we gotta know why we're after it. Why do we wanna be a better writer? You know, is it because we want the, we, we, it builds onto something else? Is it, does it gonna make us feel a certain way? I don't know, any thoughts there on that? Yeah, I, I wrote that down under my bullet point of what did work for me actually was understanding why I wanna be a better writer. And it, it for one thing is that it comes into uh, sales and persuasion. I just think that's a super important skill to have for, any aspect of your life. And another one is that I focus a lot on um, just exercising my creative muscles. I was the least creative person ever growing up as a kid. And I was always a self-identified non-creative, a self-identified numbers person mm-hmm. is, you know, as I call it in the past. And now I've kind of, my whole value system has come to this idea that people should be able to create and they should be able to, li- I don't want to say make a living doing it per se, they should be able to, but you know, they should be able to do it and live you know they should have the time to do that and uh, create freely and stuff like that too and writing i think is just i've i view it as the foundational element to all of that people that are good writers are good speakers and good listeners and good readers and just it's 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 a skill that bleeds into everything else well put man and it's you started getting really really passionate about it and it has a deep deep meaning now it's something that to me means that it's sustainable it's something that you'll continue pursuing your, your why might change a little bit over time, um, you know, or, or your outlet might change a little bit over time. But I think that that you're going to keep it because basically what you're trying to do and what you are doing is you're turning a weakness into a strength, which is important to you. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. By the way, uh, when I before, uh, when I, you know, I was, when I was 18, 19 years old, dude, I I could barely write a sentence to save my life. It was horrible. Like I, I'm a little bit of an exaggeration. Right. But. Right. Um, I used to do these courses for uh, military promotion. Okay, I remember specifically I was in Iraq and 
Uh, we had landline, you know, internet and it was really shitty, but you could log in, like logging into one site took you like 15 minutes to log in. <laughs> okay. It took like, and it's almost like dial up is, it was like that shitty. Um, but I remember I was over there and I was doing these correspondence courses for, to, to basically correspondence courses were, um, academic courses that the military gives you to learn certain niches in the military, right? You can take professional development classes mm. and advance your career. You get a certain amount of, of credits, you get a certain amount of points for the, your next promotion. So I was over there doing it. I had this writing class and um, I, was, I was dating my, my wife at the, you know, my wife now is my girlfriend at the time. And uh, cause I met my wife in Iraq, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. I assumed that, but yeah. well, maybe not in Iraq, but in the military. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I met, things. yeah, I met her over there and um, started off as friends and then knew each other for about six months we got back to the states and we decided to start dating long distance and then eventually got married and everything so kind of a unique story but when i was over there and i was you know we were in like the friend zone okay i'm like uh she my wife she is like the genius right she's been reading since she was like three years old right that type of person <laughs> just for like novels at three years old yeah. like it, pictures of her as a kid she's got an encyclopedia yeah like um, the intelligent so. investor by benjamin graham like yeah exactly <laughs> yep and she like she's she knows facts, right? She's like that type of brain. And her escape as a kid, like her from her from her stressful household, was books. For me, it was like outdoors or working out. Okay, so anyway, I'm doing correspondence courses overseas. Uh, you know, if I'm not on a mission, we're just like hanging out. Okay, I'm gonna do some correspondence classes. Dating her, and I know she's super smart, so I write up my paper and I send it over to her. Hey, can you can you check this out? And I I think I even yeah I did I I printed it out one time and I gave it to her. Here's my paper. And man, I have never been torn up so bad in my <laughs> life. She just went to town. She was like, you don't need this. You don't need this. This, you don't. She's like semicolon here, not comma. Uh, like just, just butchered me. Right. And so then kind of like the mixed martial arts journey this last year, I got like obsessed with doing better on my writing mm -hmm. and giving it to her across time. So my goal was, okay, I'm a, that sucks. I hate failure. I feel flush. I feel stupid. I feel like an idiot. Let me do another one and see if I can reduce the number of red marks that she, she literally used red pen like a teacher would. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> so, so this goes on. And by the way, this doesn't, this, this keeps going after Iraq right. and it's gone on our entire relationship. Okay. So <laughs> You know, in 2007, when I met her to now, like she's just been tearing me up, tearing my grammar up. And by the way, like I'll be speaking or I say something in my podcast or I say something out in the living room and she corrects me. Like she's just that type. And I didn't, I didn't grow up in a, in a town that was very like, you know, there's just not a, like a lot of, yeah, sophisticated. Right. So I, I, I am the guy that messes up words all the time. Right. Like maybe early yeah. on in my life, in my adult life, I was messing up the theirs. Right. And then yeah. I fixed all that. And so as I continue to climb grammatically, you know, I've had her in the corner, just like sharpshooting the hell out of me. And we've gotten to this, <laughs> this point in the last few years where now it's just, now it's just subjective. Like I'll, I'll make a comment, I'll use a word and we'll be, we'll go back and forth. And then we look it up and it's like, you can do it both ways. You could use this or that. <laughs> uh, and so I've definitely graduated. <laughs> so, um, when we talk about latent potential, right. Kind of tying that back yeah. in, um, stay consistent, stay the course and you can evolve. So, um, <laughs> 
So I'm trying to remember, tie that back into your point now. I just got lost in the story. Well, I, I like that you brought up that point too, because it's kind of a different reason than what I had to want to improve your writing. If we're sticking with that example, because I was kind of the opposite. When I was growing up, I hated writing because like I said, I had that self-identified, like I'm not a writer type of yeah. thing. Kind of like how a lot of people are like, I'm not a runner. And then mm -hmm. they set these running goals. But I was a quote unquote grammar Nazi my entire life. Like I yeah. understood it. I knew it. I would I would be your wife in that situation. I would be correcting <laughs> people's spelling all the time. I was like winning spelling bees in middle school and stuff like that. So I was good at it. Yeah. I just always liked numbers better and was not like that type of thing. But where my writing really came into play was when I got out of school and I like after I took my last writing class in college, I was like, I was so happy when I turned in the last assignment. I was like, I'm never going to write again in my life. I hated this. And then like this bug just bit me and suddenly I wanted to do it. And that's when you really start to learn things is when it is when you transition from like you have to learn how to do this to you actually want to learn how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes fun, too. You know, that you, you get you get curious about how words are constructed and, and, and why, you know, the difference between and then you, and then there's this like level of prestige with it when you know something that somebody else doesn't. And so all that kind of comes along. Right. So, yeah. Let's keep going. So let's keep going into what's worked and not worked. Um, do you have, what other notes do you have as, in terms of goal setting and achievement? So I worked through basically what didn't work and that just led into um, understanding the reason why behind your goals is what did work. What else worked for me mainly comes down to understanding the difference between what my between goals and strategies, mm -hmm. which is actually something that's been drilled into my head in college too. That's like the only thing our business school teaches. It's like, don't confuse goals and strategy. And so basically being able to write something down and saying like, okay, is this a goal or is this a strategy? Is this what we're trying to do or is this how we get there? And um, so I, I'm not exactly the best at Yeah, can you elaborate on that one? I want to I know a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I was going to say, I'm not always the best at actually doing it, but I do understand the difference. And so, for example, it's another thing you see in business a lot too, though when you talk about like differentiation of companies and trying to see what a business's strategy is, a lot of people will state one of their goals as a strategy. Like we, we want to be the number one company, whatever it is. If you're like an airline, you know, we want to have the best customer service or our strategy is to have the best customer service. And you know, what they've been teaching us through school is that's not a strategy. That's, that's a goal, you know, and mm. the strategy is, how are you actually going to do that? What are you going to do? How are you going to position yourself to be in the place to give them that sort of strategy? Are you going to allow, you know, different size bags to be checked or whatever? You're going to have a better process for this. I don't know what it is in a lot of cases, but knowing that difference has been a huge help. Yeah, I think uh, so what I'm kind of tell me if I'm off or if I'm right, I'm right on this. So we, basically it's based, it's uh, um, having the end goal in mind, but then knowing what processes are going to drive that result. Yes. That's pretty much what you're describing the difference, right? Yes. I'm describing the difference between that and trying to highlight that the first step in making the most out of that difference is actually knowing and seeing what the difference is. You know what I mean? So you can't become the best copywriter out there by saying that you're going to become the best copywriter. You know, I had to break that down into like, I'm going to reach out to this many people on Upwork every day until I have X amount of clients or whatever it is like, that's something I can sit down and I can do. 
Mm. And there's yep. not really any gray area. It's like, did I reach out to three people today? Did I reach out to 10 people through cold email today or did I not? That's good. So that's really good. Um, I, I had a note about that for myself as well. And that's uh, or a key point. And it was basically about your daily disciplines, right? Like, well, yeah. So here, yeah, life lessons um, that I've learned across my, my time in the military and then time as an entrepreneur. Daily, daily disciplines are really what matter to drive. Daily disciplines matter, not daily outcomes. So we can get into that. But basically what you're describing is, is like you said, you're focusing on the process that's going to drive the end result and not making the end result or the, the process essentially the goal, the end goal, right? So we're not, we're not, we're clearly separated the two. Yeah. Nice. That was really good. Let me get one more from you. Key point, either what's worked or not worked. And then I'll kind of give you some of my stuff. Um, something, another thing that hasn't worked that I guess I didn't bring up or rather something that I just have difficulty doing is breaking these yearly goals that I've had down into monthly and weekly Mm-hmm. goals i i really really struggle to do that especially when you get into a weekly level let alone a daily level you know is kind of making sure that i'm still moving forward i'll almost get to the point where i'm just i'm just doing the same thing every week if you you come and you ask me like hey justin what are your goals for the week it's it's just the same thing over and over again yeah which kind of starts to feel like you're you know swimming in place swimming yeah 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 you gotta start implementing the stuff that i'm teaching the winner's table because that's gonna that 100 percent fixes that problem <laughs> yeah but but all good we got we'll get you focused on that but that one's good I, a lot of people struggle with that too not accurately breaking down their goals or they do them from a, a fifty thousand foot overview and not at a very micro level and goal setting and achievement right it can be it can become pretty tedious and you can really go down the rabbit hole with things right if you say i want to be the greatest copywriter in the world you could literally, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing this quarter? What am I doing this month? What am I doing this, you know, this week? What am I doing this day? And then inside of today, where am I going to focus my my efforts on copywriting? Like, am I going to study? Am I going to um, am I going to practice? Am I going to you know interview somebody on it? Like, what? It, so you could really like end up getting lost in the whole planning process and then get stuck not taking any action because you're just in too deep. So really good point you're highlighting there is, you know, being able to break your goals down and not just have an annual goal, but break them down to the, the quarter, the month, excuse me, the, yeah, the year, the, the quarter, the month, the week and the day yeah. as well. You should have, you should have all levels there, but also stay out of the rabbit hole, so to speak. Don't go so deep that you, you, you don't take any action after you get done. Cool. So I'll go into some of my stuff, some things that have worked this last year for me and uh, what didn't work. First thing I have here is, you know, I want to, it kind of adds into some stuff that you're talking about and it's staying process driven and not outcome focused has, has worked really, really well for me this last year. It's something that I learned early on as an infantry officer for a lot of guys, there can be the pressure of achieving your goal can be stressful. Okay. And a lot of times the actual outcome of the goal is a little bit outside of your control, but what you can control is the processes that drive that result. With me so far? Yeah. So I've learned this lesson as an infantry PL because I, I came into uh, my first job, you know, as an infantry officer and all my peers, they all wanted the same thing. They all wanted the highest evaluation that they could get. And I got, I got you know, fed up one day because I heard everybody like, basically strategizing and trying to figure out what they could do to get that top block OER, officer evaluation report. 
And they were saying things like, you know, I got to max out my PT test. I got to get my platoon from here to here, all this stuff. And, and then if I can do that, I'll get the top block. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to, if I can build the relationship uh, with my superior officer and make that unbreakable and his, his superior officer, if I make that unbreakable, I should get it right. They're trying to take in the end result, the outcome, and they're, they're focused on that. And they're trying to break everything down that they're supposed to do to get to it. And I, I learned that that was a mistake, okay? And I, I think it's good to have those ideas in mind, but I don't think you should focus so much on the outcomes that you need to get. I think you should be process-driven. So I got, like I said, pissed off, and I was like, dude, I'm not playing this game. I'm not playing this dog and pony show type of game where I'm gonna basically do X, Y, and Z to manipulate my environment and get what I want. I said, screw that. I said, I can't control my report. So what I'm going to do is just be the absolute best that I can be. I said, I can control that. And I think part of me was a little bit stressed out about not being able to get the outcome. That's part of the, the challenge that I was going through. And my solution was to detach from it, which actually ended up serving me because then I became focused on the day in the day out. I said, okay, if I'm not going to worry about my report, my officer evaluation report, I can focus on my per, I do want to become the best officer that I can be as an individual. How high can I go physically? How high can I take my platoon? What gaps do I need to fix? And I'm not going to worry about anything else. I'm just going to worry about making those best, the best every single day. And what ended up happening is I did that enough. I put, got tunnel vision and I ended up, I looked up one day, kind of like when you're swimming, right? You're swimming in the pool and you're like, your head's down and you get to the end of the end of the pool and you look up and it's like, everything's clear. <laughs> And I got to the end of my, you know, this, the first, uh, I got to the end of my evaluation I got my report and I, I got top blocked, you know, my, my first line and second line supervisor rated me among the best. And it really hit me that that detachment from the outcome is what served me. That being process driven is, is what was, was the, the key performance. Uh, it was a, it was a the success code. It was part of the success code it was being process focused, right? Not outcome focused comments yeah i mean it it all comes down to focus really i think and and knowing that there is a time and a place for kind of having that tunnel vision type of thing going on and also just the fact i think the main lesson out of your story right there even though it's like one of the most cliche lessons to throw out there nowadays but it's that doing the work works mm -hmm. right it's just that's all you did you just put your head down and you you, you did the work it sounds yeah. like basically while everybody else goes out there and they try to determine how do I beat the social media algorithm or how do I do this or how do I do that? When, listen, you know, it's like it's longer and harder to do the work, but it almost never fails that yeah. way. Whereas you're kind of just pontificating the other way. Yeah. No, great. That's beautifully put. <laughs> you know, I wrote down uh, the life lesson is stay connected to your vision, but put your hands on the work. Yeah, that's what I put down for you basically uh, know, know what the outcome is that you want, but don't focus so much there. Focus on the processes the day in and day out. Yeah. I also wrote down, you know, if you this is a good one for social media, somebody wants to like take this little <laughs> quote uh, and, and tag me on it and be like, hey, Jeremiah, saw that. <laughs> I, just, I'll do I it. said, uh, that, yeah, if you run the if you run the play perfectly, you win the game. That's what I put down. If you run the if you run the play perfectly, you win the game, which means every single day you got a new play. Can I run today perfectly, perfectly, perfectly over and over again and get the mm -hmm. result? And I had a last little note here. So a fitness example is you don't want to say like, how do I get to my target weight today? 
you want to say that's outcome based. You want to say, what do I need to do? What do I need to eat today to be an outstanding athlete? Right. That's, that's a process. What do I need to focus on eating today? Not what do I need to weigh today to, right. To get closer to my goal, even though you, you got to measure across time, right. You to see where you're at, your focus should be mastering the day at hand. Okay. That kind of ties back into the why thing that we brought up at the beginning of this episode too, right? Because I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like people start to run into trouble if they're asking themselves like, what do I need to eat today in order to hit this number on the scale? Because it starts to become kind of useless. They're like, oh, then they start to think like, well, why do I want to hit that number on the scale? Does it really matter? Because they really want a Coke at that point in time. And then things just start to fall apart. But if you, if you kind of remember that reason why, or if you're doing it for a performance reason, you're probably more motivated to actually yeah, you make got, great decisions. It's, you got to know why. You, got, you definitely have to know why, and not just the surface level at a deep level. Um, and really what we're highlighting right now is, is what are the daily disciplines that I need to drive the out external outcomes that I'm striving for, right? Michael Phelps, he, he, one of the, in his documentary, he talked about um, how he became a champion, and he said that it basically comes down to his standards and expectations. You know, he trains for X amount of hours a day, I think it was something like six hours a day and he eats 10,000 calories a day. That's his standard. Yeah. He's not thinking like, okay, I need to win this next uh, gold medal. I mean, he's thinking about it a little bit, but his, on a daily basis, he's thinking, what are my daily standards? What are my daily disciplines, my standards and expectations that I need to hit that if I do these enough, the end result should take care of itself, right? What play do I need to run today? All right. With that being said, I had down another one. Uh, some things that worked really, really well for me this last year uh, is continuing my tracking system. You know, if you're if you are trying to lose weight, you got to get on the scale, right? So I think most people don't track their goals across time. I think that they basically write them down at the beginning of the year and then forget all about them. And then the end of the year comes and they're like, "Oh, how did I do? Well, shit, I came up short." But if we're <laughs> tracking it across time, you're gonna know where you're at all the time. You know, what gets measured gets managed, right? So I had um, analog ways that I do that with like a whiteboard, journaling. Okay, that's how I kind of stay connected and tracking my stuff. But I also started out digitally this year, which I haven't really done in the past. Um, most of the time, I've just like, like I said, very maybe I'm just an old man, but I do like pen and paper, right? <laughs> but this year I graduated to some digital stuff and that's working really, really well. Um, and I'm actually going to share that format with uh, Conquer Academy members here once I clean it up and I'll share it with the winner's table. What about get, in terms of getting your goals out to other people? Is that a strategy that you kind of utilize is letting other people know what your goals are so that way it's out there in the universe and other people know about it? Do you feel more inclined that way to actually get things done? Yeah, actually, I, th I think that there that you need to speak your goals because it puts more pressure on you. Right. Um, and when you say you're going to do something, you you tend to make yourself get into action mode to do it. And actually I'm reading a really good book about this. Um, it's called, uh, the complete works of Florence Shin, uh, the game of life and how to play it. Your word is your wand. Pretty cool. So this is it right here. And, um, it's something that I picked up because obviously I can relate to it, but I, I believe that you have to, but at the same time, I feel like if you speak so much about your goals to everyone around you, you're exhausting, you're spending more time speaking than acting. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there has to be that boy who cried wolf type of thing. Yeah. Like you're just talking about it all the time. Like, what are you actually doing? So I think it, you need to, you need to speak them and not be afraid to tell people what they are. I actually did this recently with, uh, somebody, I sent a video telling them exactly what my 2021 goals, um, what I'm brainstorming them to be. 
to one person. Because I thought the reading between the lines, that's what I'm getting out at you right now is like I would tell specific people about it, right? I'd I'd come to you or I'd come to somebody else in the winner's table or something like that. Cause that's kind of that's kind of part of the value of Conquer Academy is having those people that are all trying to dominate life together. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, hey guys, this is what I'm doing. So but there's also like the people that just like put it up on their Instagram story. They're like, I'm going to do all this in 2021 and I'm posting it on social media to hold myself accountable. And I'm like, okay, bud. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I, yeah, I think it just depends on the person. I think what works for me, it, you know, I, it makes everybody uncomfortable. I think to speak it, speak their goals a little bit. So I want to pick select people, share it with them. And not everything I, every goal I have is appropriate for every person. So I, I select which goals I'm going to share with those people, right? Like, like it would be, it would probably be inappropriate for me to share my financial goals with the winner's table and conquer Academy. That's not really right. I mean, even though they would receive it well, it's just not really appropriate. So I, but I can talk other things that I'm doing with them. You know, I might want to share those with my wife. So I think it's important to share them, just pick and choose maybe like a sniper and then do it, do it repeating, uh, consistently. Another note that I have here for things that worked this last year is consistency. You know, it's funny because we, in life, we tend to think that we're doing as we get some momentum, we're doing things right. And we keep, we stay in those ways. We keep those habits, those rituals. And, you know, the last, like, just say 10 years, I, you know, I thought I was doing you know, six years. I thought I was doing pretty, pretty, like pretty good, but I, I really stepped it up in terms of consistency this year and, um, had been consistent prior, but I would do things like, Oh, maybe I'm going to take, I don't know, maybe I'll take, uh, my birthday off or something like that. Oh, I don't know if I did that last year, maybe a couple years ago, either way. This year has been like flawless, like seven days a week I'm working, right? And doing stuff. And a lot of people still would say that's not healthy, blah, 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 blah. But I found by being consistent, I'm actually less stressed throughout the week. I'm not cramming seven days of shit into five days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Are I know exactly on that? what you mean. Yeah, because there's a reason you call me Mr. Consistency at the beginning of this podcast every so often. And it's because I'm like that with a lot of things. And if there's anything I've learned about being consistent like that or doing anything, not just with JRP Daily when I did that, but doing anything and just doing it seven days a week, it is that it doesn't feel like you're being as consistent because it just it, it becomes so routine and not stressful that you're just like, hey, I'm doing this like this is what I do. You know, like do people do people get stressed out by like eating every day? Do they ever want to take a day off from eating or do they want to take a day off from brushing their teeth? Or like doing anything like that? Like, no, because it's just something that you do. And that's kind of what I did with JRP Daily, you know, after like a hundred straight days of podcasting. I was just like, I, this is part of my routine now. I do this every day. Yeah. And it, and it makes your stress level go down. You're not like, like I said, trying to put 20 pounds of stuff in a 10 pound sack, right? Which is what most people do out throughout the week. Like, oh, I need some time off. I need some time off. You're actually just better just like, doing a little bit on the on your off time quote unquote and just being happy while you're doing it and staying fresh throughout the entire i feel like do stuff inconsistently it it feels more like a nuisance you know when when you're when you're just not doing i used i remember i used to think that like when i first got a part-time job i'd work like two or three days a week and i just always hated going because those days felt like the uh like the odd days out basically. And it was yeah. like, Oh, I have something to do today. Then when I started working five or six days in a row every week, it just became more routine. Like I was just saying, and it actually felt less stressful because mm-hmm. it just kind of became a part of my day at that yeah. point. Dude, one of my mentors, he does very, very well, very well in business. 
um, and, and just overall life. Okay. And he, 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 we were talking about this the other day and he said, um, that there's a time and the place for working hard. Like, you know, the, the grind essentially, right. Like that just is part of business growth, part of life growth, part of your, your, your professional growth. Um, but he's like, eventually you want to get to the point where you don't have to do that and you're getting more from your time. And he said that he, you know, he's been at that stage for a while now. And one of the things that he does is he's consistent. And one of the things he's consistent in is every couple of months, he takes four days. He takes a whole weekend, four day weekend with him and his wife, and they go to another state and they do, they stay in a hotel or something like that. And, but then when he comes back to work, he's working consistently at work. Right. And so that, that is kind of his balance that works really, really well for him. Major steel. Let me see if I got anything else and then we'll, we'll wrap it up with some key takeaways. Um, I got something else if you don't. Yeah, let's hear it. What do you got? Um, because you started to get into this and this is something that you talk about a lot earlier on. So I jotted it down real quick. But I think another thing that people struggle with, especially when it comes to actually hitting their goals, is when things aren't going as planned, you know, when they get punched in the mouth in Mike Tyson's terms, it's changing the goal versus changing the path to get there. Right. Can you talk about that a little bit and just how how often you might see it and people that you try to mentor? And I, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. I wish I could, but I know a you, lot you, of see, like you see it all the time. Everybody usually um, as soon as doubt creeps in and failure creeps in, people wonder if they should change everything they're doing, change the goal. Yeah. Um, and really, the, it comes down to being to succeed. It just comes down to being consistent in what they're doing. So for example, I wrote down, you know, my goals for, for 2020, uh, I had four of them here and, um, two of them, I hit at a hundred percent. One of them, I hit at 50%. And then the third one or the fourth one I hit at 25%. So I didn't quite get there. And the reason why is you would, and now here's to tie into your question is that, uh, most people would see that maybe the 25% one and be like, oh, I failed, right? Uh, maybe I should change the goal. And so for me, that's not what I did. I looked over ac across at all four of them and I said, what was the mistake I made? How do I pivot? And how do I get these other two to hundred percent? What I discovered was that the reason why the other two went to 25 and 50% was because they were based on the, both of them were based on one of them. Okay. Okay. So in order to achieve goal number two, I had to get a hundred percent of goal number one. Right. But I only got. 50% of goal number one. So therefore goal number two only got to 25. Okay. So a lot of people do this too. They write out their goals and they'll say like, I want to, I want to make a hundred million dollars this year. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, when I, you know, make a hundred million dollars and I'm going to, um, after that, my, I also want to, one of my goals is to get $10 million in real estate. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the hundred million dollars really along the way is what's going to feed the $10 yeah. million in real estate. So it's, it, they, they tend to fail because one feeds the other. So with those, one of my mistakes from this last year is I forgot to make them independent. How do I make these independent goals so that they don't like necessarily uh, feed on each other? Now they could leverage each other later on. That's fine. But how do I make them hundred percent independent? So would you say that you should make your goals independent? I think you should. I think, and what ends up happening if you do them independently, if you get to the point where you make a hundred million a year or whatever, then you can throw that fuel on the fire for real estate and add to that goal. Okay. Yeah, it kind of it kind of evolves into a new goal after you're sure. So I don't know, maybe just like separate your contingent goals 
from the independent ones that you have set in the first place? Make make them, you know, just have four, for, for a big takeaway for somebody listening, have four annual goals that you want to hit. Keep it simple, all right? And make them all independent, uh, not so that they are fed off each other. Have a fitness goal, have a whatever financial goal, family goal, um, and then break those down to the quarter, to the month, to the week, to the day, across the entire 21. Okay, that's what you do. Make it measurable so you know that you're going or you know that you've arrived. Somebody else that says that they get discouraged along the way, dude, the, the truth of the matter is you're going to be off with your goals. You're not going to be 100% accurate, especially with 365 days, like trying to project 365 days. You're going to be off, man. There's a lot of, that's a lot of time in between where you're at now and those actual achievements. So it's, un, it's real, it's, it's insane to think that you're going to hit every goal at the exact minute and second that you expected you to yourself to. So you want to set them because when you come up short, you, you, you pivot, you get the lesson. Like and that's, that's what's good. That's what's great about the end of the year is you can reflect back on the past 12 months and be like, what were the lessons? Just like we did here, we picked out what's worked and what didn't work. And now we have strategies to move forward with anything you want me to elaborate on before we close out. Um, I do have one more question and that is, well, it's kind of a twofold question, but A, is there ever a good time to quit? And then B would be when is the right time to quit on a goal if ever? What I've, so this is going to, this is a tough one to answer, to be honest, because um, it's going to depend on the person. I've seen guys literally smash their head into a wall. That's not like, they're not going to get through for seven years and they won't abandon the plan. And uh, I've seen that jack people up. So as a general guide for myself, I always ask myself, what's the harder path? Is is the harder path for me to stay consistent and keep pressing towards this goal? Or is it the harder path? I'm seven years in, I'm not getting a result. Is the harder path for me to switch gears and pivot? Okay. So um, what was the other part of the question? It was just when is the right time to quit if you think that there is one. So it, it, it te I tend to ask, what's the harder path? And then I also ask, um, what's my gut say that I should do? Um, I also ask, what's my, what's my mentor or somebody I respect? What would they tell me to do? And if there's congruency and I'll throw the three of those answers, I make the adjustment and I move. Uh, that's worked well for me personally. It's going to depend on the individual. Okay. Cause it, like I said, it's just, it's, it depends on the scenario, but, um, I think most people know, I, I think what you want to, you want to focus on from a performance standpoint is cutting your what's not working and and if you know a path's not meant for you cutting it sooner rather than later but also understand that like when you pursue a a goal that there's going to be those days that just absolutely suck and so you can't say that that's going to be your excuse to not pursue the goal and say screw this I'm cutting it right you got to be able to push through those moments so that's kind of guidance um I can get into some like strategies I can't do it on this podcast but the bottom line there is that's how, that's how I would handle the situation. Uh, and that, that's what's worked for me in the, in the past. Cool. 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 Guys, gals, ladies, gentlemen, we're going to close out. Um, some keynotes that I wrote down was that, you know, when it comes to your goal setting and achievement for this next year, you got to know that you've arrived, man. You got to write your goal down so that you've arrived. Okay. It's got to be clear, break it, break your goals down for the 12 months, break them down for the, uh, for the, the quarter, break them down for the month, break them down for the week, and then know what you're working on daily. And when you focus on the daily, focus on your daily disciplines. Okay. I can't like show you the strategies and tactics that I teach the winner's table and conquer Academy here on this, this episode on this show. But what I can do is tell you where to focus your attention, which will give you a lot of uh, return on your time and your energy. Okay. So 
be, become process driven, focus on the daily disciplines, um, be consistent, right? That's one of the key takeaways and then have a tracking system that you're using throughout the 2021 with that, those key notes, you guys are going to be, you're going to have a huge competitive advantage over everybody else that's out there. That's really using their sound judgment to make decisions and pursue their goals. They're waking up every day and they're thinking, well, what do I, what do I think I need to do to, to hit my goals? Sound judgment doesn't work. Okay. It doesn't. That's like I said, at the beginning of the episode, if I were to listen to my personal judgment, like my emotional, uh, if I was to do like a check-in on my body, Hey, Jeremiah, do you really want to go work out? And my judgment was like, no, I wouldn't fucking do anything. So sound judgment doesn't work. You got to have your processes. You got to have your tactics. You got to have your strategies all locked in. Know what works based off of data and then continue to refine that across time, just like we did today over the last year. All right. So that's it for today's episode. Um, you guys now have the rules of the game. And so now, just like I said with today's quote, you can go out and play better than anyone else. Until next time, be the leader. I need some motivation. motivation. Every day I try a little harder, but my dedication. dedication. Keep my head way, way above the water. Crying myself when I yell at the wall. Begging to run, but I needed to crawl. I see the finish line up ahead. Trying to get traction from all of this tread. I am a king. I am a queen. I am more than the people can see. I am strong when I'm needing to be. Vulnerability's nothing to me. You can try, but I'm unshakable. My successes is never debatable. I'm coming and I'm so interchangeable. Here's to you and all that you are capable of.